Hey, 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 this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now let's do it. Let's get to it. Today is September the 15th, and I've got to say a big shout out to the U.S. Navy. Why the U.S. Navy? Well, thank you for asking. It was September 15th, 1989, that my life changed in a way that I could never, never, never imagine. It took on a change that really just was change the trajectory of my life in the best possible way. And that's because in 1989, on September 15th, yours truly joined the U.S. Navy. I was such a wee little lassie, and um, I just didn't have any direction on where my life was going to go after high school. I just knew that college wasn't meant for me, at least not way back then. I had a great high school counselor who was looking to get me into Baylor University and go in with the basketball scholarship because even though I wasn't like a top-notch basketball player, I, you know, I was able to hold my own and with the right coaching and mentorship, I'm sure I would have been a better player. But in my heart of hearts, I knew that it wasn't my time to go to college. I Honestly, back then, it was just like, hmm, hope in college. Yeah, don't see that happening. And it wasn't that I thought I was unintelligent, if you will. I just didn't think that I was ready. And I would have probably messed up that scholarship. And I definitely didn't want to do that. And I also didn't want to just stay working at fast food restaurants. Because I knew that, well, basically it wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to do more with my life and felt like, my only other option would be joining the military. And originally I was going to join with a buddy of mine uh, that I went to high school with. We were going to kind of go into this thing called a buddy, a buddy, uh, a buddy system or a buddy plan where you and a friend can join the military together. Well, we were going to go in the army, not the Navy. That was originally what we were going to do. But then the more I started thinking about it, the more I did some talking or research. I mean, this was all pre-YouTube, pre-internet, pre-everything that we've got today. So when I mean research, I guess I talk to people, you know, that kind of person Google, (laughs) person Google, person Google, person Google, whatever. I ended up going, yeah, I don't think the Army's for me. And Navy's got different uniforms, I mean, looking back, I don't know if they were cooler uniforms, but definitely different than, you know, what the Army had. So I uh, joined the Navy, but I didn't join it that quickly. I actually did not study for the test to take in order to find out what kind of job would be good for me, which is called the ASVAB. I didn't study it. And back then I was not really, let's say, academically inclined. I just didn't put a lot of effort into studying even in high school I'm barely past high school guys I'm barely I'm talking I needed a 66 maybe to pass an economics class and I made a 68 so yeah barely graduated high school but I did and anyway the reason I say that is I just wasn't one for studying very well so I did really poorly on this ASVAB score and so my recruiter at the time was a part-time recruiter 
<laughs> no, they call them reserves. So I was a re- go- was going in to be a reserve person in the Navy. So basically I would go in, go to boot camp, go to my schooling, which was going to be nursing way back then. And then I would come home and I would give one weekend out of the month and two weeks out of the year in the reserves. But because I did so poorly on the exam, my recruiter was like, well, women are expected to make a 50 or higher in order to be in the reserves. Now, I honestly never, I didn't like that, but I think maybe because the military is the size of the military, I'm not too sure, but women had to be expected to make 50, a grade of 50 or higher on this ASVAB of 100, the, the, high, the, the total was 100. 100 the grade would be 100 100 marks 100 whatever and I made somewhere like 31 or 41 it was quite low so he said yeah you're gonna have to come back in six months and take the exam again because you have to make a 50 or higher and I think men were allowed to make below 50 which I thought you know what's that what's that about that sucks and really I did think that was weird but I didn't think too much of it. I mean, I was 18. Just, yeah, just didn't think much of it. Didn't like it, but oh well. My question to my recruiter was, I don't want to wait six months. What do you mean I got to wait six months? I don't want to wait six months. I want to go now. I want to start my next chapter now. Even though I didn't say it that way, that's really what it was about. I wanted to do something now with my life and not stay at the Grandy's fast food restaurant And he said, well, Hope, the only way that you can go now would be to go active duty. And I said, okay, I'm in, sign me up. And he's like, well, 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 wait a minute. If you go active duty, that means you're going to go wherever they send you and you only get to come home when they tell you to come home. And I'm like, sounds good to me. And he's like, wait a minute, you understand what I'm talking about? You understand what I'm telling you? You're going to go to the boot camp. You're going to go where they send you to and you might get to see your family once a year. And I'm like, oh, that's good with me. Where do I sign? Of course, he was probably more upset about this because I'm taken away from him getting a recruitment. You know what I'm saying? Like they're recruiters. So they need to sign up people. You know, they're like human recruiters, human sales people, if you will. And now he's not getting me. So I'm sure he wasn't too jazzed about that. Um... I think uh, looking back, and this was 31 years ago, but looking back, I think there was a flat tire on the way to take my exam. And he made a comment like, I wonder if this is an omen or something like this, a sign. And I was like, yeah, whatever. But maybe it was that I wasn't going to do that well on my exam. But at any rate, of course, he couldn't refute me or reject me or tell me, no, I'm not going to pass you over to the active duty recruiter. Um, So he did. Reluctantly, he passed me on to that guy and even um, introduced me to a sergeant in the army that kind of gave me some pointers on the exam, what to expect. Um, because um, I had to go through the MEPS, you know, the, you know, the, um, all, you know, all the things that I had to go through. You might not know if you weren't in the military, but you got to go through like a physical where you have to kind of like bend down and walk like a duck in order to see that your knees are right and your back is right. And let me tell you guys, there's one thing really, really weird. I don't know if they do it to this day, but with a bunch of women lined up and I'm sure they did the same for men and we had to be in our underwear and brawl and 
is all there was usually an old man and I did this again in the army so it was more than once that I did this and there was an old man that would you know watch us in our underwear and brawl squat and walk like a duck and do all kinds of stuff they had to give me a little baby paps not a pap smear or maybe a pap yeah they had to give me a pap smear um you know they have to check you you're you're going to be government's property so they got to make sure in order for you to go into their military that you got to be good to go so they check you for agility and you know how's your back how's your knees there's nothing going on inside your body you know any kind of venereal diseases or anything like that so they got to check your insides um as a woman and um I should ask if they've, I'm sure they still do that, I guess, but you got to go through a lot of things before you're allowed to go to boot camp. And this sergeant in the army kind of gave me the, the, the 411, which we used to say is, stands for information. I wonder if the youngins know that today, but if you dialed 411, it would be a number that you would call for information. So there you go. If they don't do that anymore, because I don't, I don't think I've used that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever called 411. I should do that now. I'm going to go now and I'll, I'll be right back. Okay, maybe not right now. Anywho, what was I saying? See, man, mm, don't get old, guys. But seriously, the sergeant gave me the 411 about what to expect with the physical and this and with that. And everything went smoothly. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't go right away because of the fact that I made a, such a low score. I had to wait and kind of get in this guinea pig program. And I don't think I've shared this with you guys, but if I have, hey, you get to hear it again. And for those new listeners, thank you, by the way, for giving me a listen. Maybe this will save you from going all the way back to some of those old episodes and hearing this story. So anywho, I did well. I get past all the exams, blah, 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 blah. And the guinea pig program was basically if somebody win, not if, but because a lot of women and men, they, they say they want to join and they raise their hand and they swear in and blah, 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 blah. But then they have to do it again a second time. And on that second time of the ceremony, when they're about to leave, they, they renege. They just, they just was like, nope, I've changed my mind and I am not going to give my life to the military. So I'm going to bounce. See ya. And when that happens, I am able to get into somebody's billet, into somebody's plan, what they were going to do. And so that's what happened with me. So, and my recruiter was like, you have to understand if they call you on a Wednesday, you got to be ready to go on a Friday. And I said, yep, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Guys, I cannot express enough how ready I was to just explore the world, get out there and just, you know, get to living. And that's pretty much what happened. A gal uh, decided she didn't want to join the Navy and I got into her spot and the spot had me leave for boot camp on September 15th, 1989. DFW only the first time I'd ever been to DFW airport. And I flew off first time I'd actually been on a commercial airplane too. So it was a really cool experience going to Orlando, Florida. For some reason, they always make you get into the boot camp facility at nighttime. I personally think it's because they don't want people to know their way around. So like if they want to escape, they want to run away, they won't know where to go. 
I mean, it's smart to me. Get a, get a man, because even when I joined the Navy and everybody I've ever talked to said that they didn't get there during the daytime or afternoon time or morning time. They always got to boot camp at nighttime. And so you've been flying, you know, you're tired, you're probably hungry, you're, you know, sleepy, tired, whatever. And then you get in and it's nighttime and you get in a van with a bunch of strangers and yeah, makes sense because during the day, everything looks much different. So but anyway, I think that's interesting. So I will always remember September 15th as the, as a special, special day that changed the course of my life. And that's because I joined the U.S. Navy in 1989. You're welcome. I'm glad you liked me sharing that with you. Oh, by the way, I also will remember seven, uh, September the 15th because my first love's birthday was on September the 15th. Who is turning 50 today? Yes. So it's, it's, I'm a numbers person. Like I, I remember dates and I remember, I'm just a, I'm just somebody who can remember dates and, and stuff like that numbers. And so, um, yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, how can I forget the person, the first person I ever was in love with happens to have the same, the birthday, their birthday happens to fall on the date that I joined the U S Navy. So it's not even, uh, I wouldn't think that that's even like a, Ooh, hope we need to talk to you about like, you still having thoughts about your first love. Well, first of all, guys, it was my first love. Of course, I'm, I, who, who, you never forget your first love. It doesn't mean you want to be with them. You just never forget them. And secondly, they share a special date. So it's not like I can even control that. Cause even if I tried not to remember that it, it's, it's, it's impossible because it's such a significant date, September 15th. So yeah, that's my defense. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. I'm actually going to talk about something else today and uh, that's going to be about loitering. Okay. Not loitering, a littering. Cause I know I'm not the only one that's ever said loitering instead of littering. And if I am, well, you know what? more proof that I am not perfect. Okie dokie. But seriously, littering. Just yesterday, I was driving a passenger home and I was in back of a, uh, was behind a car and this guy threw a, uh, like a Coca-Cola can or something out the window. And I'm like, did you just, did you see what that guy just, did you see that? He goes, yeah. And I said, that's just makes me angry. Why would people do that? I mean, backstory. It was, let's go back to 1993. I was living in Hawaii and I went to the big island of Hawaii after I got out of the Navy with two people. Um, one was a friend, one was, you know, just an acquaintance. But at any rate, when we were in the big island, we had rented a Jeep and I rolled the window down and I had a um, bubblegum wrapper. And I was about to throw the bubblegum wrapper out the window and my friend said, I know you're not about to throw that out the window. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Like, caught my hand in the cookie jar. And she's like, hope it is not good. I, you are not going to litter. I, you know, you got to take care of, you know, make sure you don't throw trash out the window. That's just not cool. That was in 1993, guys. 1993, that was 27 years ago that I 
first started to realize I had already, I mean, I wasn't one to just throw stuff out of the car and not care. I really wasn't one to do that. But that thought of it, it's like, eh, it's just a little piece of bubblegum wrapper. What's the big deal? But I met my friend and she was like, no, Hope, that's not cool. That is not cool. So that was 27 years ago. And here we are 27 years later, guys, and people are still doing stuff like that. People are doing just blatantly throwing trash. I've gone out to the to my car in my apartment complex and I live in decent apartment complexes. Yes, I've had issues with the police coming to the apartment complexes and stuff like that happening. But it is, you know, it's America and it's Fort Worth, Dallas. And, you know, some states have more crime than others and I'm not going to get too much into that but even still it's a decent apartment complex and I've seen trash from fast food restaurants on the ground not even anywhere close to the actual trash bins the big guys dumpsters just people who are lazy and who are messy and who are not cool just leaving their trash there I've driven to different apartment complexes throughout the FW and I've seen trash. Some places had more trash than others. I've driven through neighborhoods who had trash. And the thing about that is it's like we're first world country. We've been around a lot longer than other countries. We should be paving the way. We should be making an example. And I thought we were. And when I was in Saudi Arabia, I used to tell my students, because I had students at the college and I would see uh, people at the malls just throw, throw a bottle of water. I saw a little girl just throw her empty bottle of water on the ground like it was nothing. Her parents didn't say anything. Well, you know, because there's going to be somebody that's going to clean that up. That's their job. Got to give them work, Hope. But that's not cool and that's not the way it should be. We should all do our part to keep this planet clean. And yeah, some might argue that, you know, well, let's look at the big companies. There are big corporations that are not doing their part with and doing doing harm to the public and to the land and to the earth and to the planet because they're littering. And to that I say, you're right. You're absolutely right. Big corporations need to do their part and not be a part of the problem. However, that doesn't need that doesn't mean we should stop doing our part. It makes no sense to throw trash out of your car. It makes no sense to uh, not pick up after yourself. When I would tell my students in Saudi, this college is a beautiful college, but it will not be beautiful if you guys throw your trash or leave your trash out there. I mean, there were times when lunch was over and there was just trash everywhere. They would eat their snacks, they would eat their lunch, whatever, and they would just leave it on the ground or, or the wind would uh, pull, you know, would come through the college campus and it would knock the drinks down or the containers that they had left. They would have, there would be bags of chips. There'd be, there'd be trash everywhere. And yes, we had cleaners that would come behind them and clean it. But holy cow, these cleaners clean the classrooms. These cleaners clean the bathrooms. These cleaners clean everything. And now you're adding the trash that you could have been better with, that you yourself could have just put in a trash can. And I would get onto them. And I was a little hard on them. And I would say, because I was like, you guys got to take care of, this is your this is you. I'm, I'm more passionate about Saudi's environment than you are. What is, does that not say anything? And they would say, yes, that does say anything. Mean, I'm not even a Saudi and I care because it's our planet. We have to share the planet, right? All right. 
And, you know, I'm sure they got tired of me lecturing them about this and that. But you know what? I was only doing it out of love. And I know most of them always saw that as as she really cares about us and she cares about the planet. And this isn't even her country. And she wants to make sure that we do our part and teach us about being responsible and not littering. And I used to think, you know, in America, in America, in America, in America, we compost, we separate our trash, blah, 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 blah. And then what happens? I move back to America and I observe more and I see what's going on. And I see people just leaving their trash and throwing their trash out of the car and throwing this out of their window and not picking up after themselves because, hey, there's there's always going to be somebody that's going to clean up after us. But that's not the point. It doesn't matter. It's going to be trash that shouldn't be out there when the dumpster is like not that far away. Not a, half a minute of a walk to throw your trash in the dumpster. Or the trash bin that's right there by the restaurant or whatever. Keep it in your car until you can get to a dump, trash dumpster and then throw it away. That's what I do Or when you're getting your car washed. So I wanted to talk about that, guys. And I wanted to say we still continue to have a problem with litter. And I was reading some kind of statistic online because I wanted to know what is the um, what is what is it today or last year or this year of what how much trash do we have? Um, I, I don't know the right way of articulating what I want to say. So this is my best way of trying to explain it. And basically this, I'm just going to read it off of what I Googled. I Googled how much trash is in America. And this is what they came, what, what I got. The average American tosses 4.4 pounds of trash every single day. It may not seem all that astonishing on the surface, but with 323 million people living in the United States, that is roughly 728 tons of daily garbage. That's enough to fill 63,000 garbage trucks. That is 22 billion plastic bottles every year, guys. That says a lot. Again, it's roughly 728 tons of daily garbage. And this uh, was done, I don't know if it was done in 2019, but a, a simple Google search will tell you how much trash is being dumped and, and just thrown out every day. And it's sad and it's astonishing and it's quite disgusting, really, if you think about it. Like, we're supposed to be evolving. We as an American, we as in the West, we as in our country is hundreds of years old and a country like Saudi Arabia, which is only a hundred years, not even a hundred years, not even, I don't even know if they're 90 years old when it comes to being, um, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So in a way, my question to Americans is what's our excuse? Saudi is learning and Saudi is growing fastly. And whatever you feel about the Middle East, whatever you feel about Muslims, whatever you feel about Saudi, that's impressive. And I, and I only, I only say that because there are a lot of negative stuff out there about Saudis and about Muslims. And I've talked about that before and I probably will again, but I personally don't think anybody should talk about a a group of people if they don't know them, if they've never met them, if they've never ate bread, broke bread with them, if they've never 
actually have a conversation with somebody who's Saudi, let alone Muslim. So, but Saudi is a young country and they are learning and they are growing and they are doing such a great job. They are really moving uh, with becoming more modern. A little bit, of course, they're becoming westernized as well, like the the UAE, uh, but they're doing really good stuff there. And I just feel like because of that, they kind of have an excuse and, and, and they, I'm not, I'm not trying to make them as if they're trashy people or they don't care about their, their land or anything like that. They, like I said, their things have been changing and I haven't been, I haven't been there in almost two years and I know it's changed a lot for the positive in the last almost year and a half. My point of saying all of this is that we as Americans have no excuse. Each one of us has an individual responsibility of picking up after ourselves and Instead of throwing your trash out the window, keep it until you can get to a dumpster. And if you can, and you see trash, pick it up. I know right now with COVID-19, people will say, well, I don't want to pick up trash. Hope, don't tell me to pick up trash because I'm going to blame you if I get COVID-19. I'm not saying that to not be careful. And you could get a tissue and pick up trash if you see it on your way to the dumpster or a trash can or trash bin or whatever. You can have a glove on and, and and just pick up the trash if you see it instead of walking all over it or, or making more trash. I don't know, guys. I just know that we could do better and we should do better. And I hope we do better. Just as I hope those big corporations who are part of the problem also do their part to be better with not, you know, making more of a mess on our planet. And I do believe that we could do better and that we or we can do better and we must do better and I know we will there are people working on this right now as I speak into my smartphone (laughs) so yeah I'm not giving you guys a lecture I'm not trying to say Americans suck we we, well we can We, we can suck in a lot of ways and different ways and stuff like that but that's not what I'm trying to say I'm just trying to say let's do our part think about it think twice before you throw before you litter think twice before you litter and don't do it just don't do it all right oh hey and the last thing i want to talk about today is i met a really cool gal i'm not going to say her name because i didn't get permission to say her name but uh, she's from philly and i I gave her my uh, podcast name i told her to check me out and she emailed me and we're going to continue to connect and she's just a really cool gal and we spoke about a lot of things going on right now in America and I don't know I know it's cliche ish but she's she's like hashtag woke and it was such a pleasure to meet her and I mean I could have drove around for hours conversing with her because she's just so passionate and she spoke so intellectually and so passionately and she just was right on on the things that she was talking about and another day of meeting a cool person like it's just amazing I've met a couple of cool people today but she really stood out and I'm really happy to have met her and hey I might actually get her to be a guest on my podcast because I think it would be cool to bring in other people you know to bring in people I still want to connect with the gal that uh, had cancer and went over had over 200 dates before she met her husband and she's pregnant and I just I still I and if you're listening I got your email I need to reply to your email and I definitely want you on as a guest and as well as my new Philly friend so uh yeah 
I hope you guys are having a great day. I hope you're being safe and healthy. If you're in California, I'm praying for California and all the fires, not just in California, but also in Oregon and Washington. Guys, climate change is real. It is real. It is real. It is not just about how California needs to do better with how they, you know, brush the leaves or whatnot, like somebody in the, you know, hashtag not my POTUS was saying. It's climate change. It is happening. It is real. And this is the repercussions of some of that climate change that we've been having. So please keep them in your prayers. And there's another hurricane brewing called Hurricane Sally. So I don't know where it's going to hit, but keep that in your prayers as well. And continue to keep wearing your mask, continue to keep social distancing, continue to wash your hands and continue to respect each other and be kind to one another. And if you don't like somebody's opinion or don't like their political affiliation, you can, that's your right. Just try not to be mean, try not to be hateful. And if you don't see kindness, then spread kindness there was a guy on a Christian radio station that said that said something similar to that and I think that's so cool be a part of kindness if you don't see it especially and that's all I got for you guys today this has been Talk Time with Hope I am Hope as always God bless you and I will see you on the flip side bye for now